Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Keith Smith, Yahoo Sports, Real GM. If the Jazz were to acquire another dynamic piece this offseason, do you think it would be via trade or free agency? I think probably trade. I think that they've got a group of guys that they could put together in a package. They kind of control things as far as those non-guaranteed contracts for key guys. So I think that's going to be really important to watch. I think there's a good chance they'll re-engage the Memphis Grizzlies on Mike Conley. That got too close to just completely be thrown away. A lot of times those talks in February, it's so compressed and it's hard to put it together especially with a big salary like Connolly, it's far, far easier in the offseason. So it wouldn't be a surprise at all if they got back together again. Conley gets it left wing, didn't shoot the three. Now tees it from straight away, ring it up, put three on the board. Mike Conley's and may indeed actually be on fire. Inbounds Conley, Leonard on him. Conley drives right by him in the lane, running right-handed floater. Yes. It goes down. It hits the iron twice. Falls in the bucket, and we're going to overtime. Conley blew right by Kawhi Leonard and to the rack, reverse layup, good! Minute Rudy Gobert's got out of the game. Mike Conley's just attacking the rim every single time. It's the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome in. What a day. Gordon, these uh, these are my favorite days that we have on, uh, on sports radio. When the news breaks and it's big news and we have plenty of time to sink our teeth into it. How are you this fine I'm day, my fantastic. friend? I'm fantastic. Nice T-shirt you got there. Thank you. I like it. Yeah, I went with the tie-dye today because it uh, it's uh, tie-dye day at uh, at my daughter's daycare. So they're tie-dyeing shirts and stuff. So I dropped her off today. So you fit right in. So I went with the tie-dye, yeah. So, yeah, big news. Mike Conley uh, coming to Utah. And, uh, you know, we'll tear this thing apart and put it back together again. But uh, I think uh, you know where I am on this. I mean, I've been on it for quite some time, and I uh, will stay on it. It's a fine move by the Utah Jazz. Absolutely, and and we'll get into it. In fact, uh, I want to get uh, – I know, Austin, you did a lot of this on your show. Let's get reaction from our listeners out there. You can always tweet us at Jake Scott's own, at Gordon Monson, at Austin Horton. But let's get some open mics rolling. I think we should take some live calls. You want to take some calls? We could do that too. 855-340-ZONE, the open mic feature. Let's let's really open it up to the listeners. Let's communicate with the jazz fans. Because I think for the most part, or let me put it this way, I don't see how jazz fans could be unhappy with this trade. I've gotten we'll, we'll get into the reasons why, but I don't, I don't I, think that... I've gotten some negative feedback from people who disagree with my opinion. Well, why don't we give our opinions, Gordon, and then we'll get into the into the disagreement. Let's let's start with yours, of course. And uh, I know you have a column up sltrib.com for people that want to jump on and read that. But just give me the the your initial reaction. What uh, what you think and why? 
Uh, this is a move that will benefit the Jazz in a major way. I mean, Mike Conley, he people sometimes think just because somebody wasn't an all-star or whatever that they, they, they don't understand completely the impact a player like that can have. He he addresses some of the real needs of the Jazz. And also think about this. Think about what Quinn Snyder is capable of getting out of a point guard. I think he's capable of getting the absolute best out of a point guard. And Mike Conley will come in here, and I'll make this prediction now. If he stays healthy, he will have the best year of his career next season. Mark it down. That's just the way I feel, knowing how Quinn can work with point guards and and bring the best out in them. I think that's going to happen with Mike Conley. And already, based on just the statistics last year, and I'm sure the guys have been talking about it all day, but he is so effective. He averaged 21.5 points a game, uh, 6.5 assists, which both of which are obviously well in excess of what Ricky Rubio did. He's much more efficient. He can. He's a 37.5% three-point shooter over his career. And uh, he was uh, one of the stats that I included in my column, and I, th- I think Hans tweeted this out as well. But according to... Synergy Basketball, he had his effective field goal percentage with open jumpers, 76%. Think about what happened in the postseason with the Jazz. How many times against the Rockets they had open shots? This guy hit 76% of his open shots. Uh, He's great out of the pick and roll, which means he will not only make the Jazz better because he is there because of his uh, statistical contributions. But can you imagine him on the pick and roll with Rudy Gobert and what that might look like? Or Derek Favors or others? Uh, this is this is a nice move by the Jazz, and I think they're, uh, they're, they're excited about it. And it sounds like Mike Conley is excited about it as well. Coming to the city of Utah, he's fired up. <laughs> Yeah, the geography sometimes gets a little crazy, yeah. but he did fix it. Uh, Malone and Donovan did, did, busted did him on that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I agree with your assessment. I think I think you're right on the money. I think Mike Conley uh, scratches right where the Jazz itch. Mm-hmm. I mean, from his game um, to his uh, his persona, he's a he's a great locker room guy, according to uh, to all reports. Uh, he plays defense as a defensive yeah. upgrade. I haven't even brought uh, that up yet. And think about how that helps. How many times did a perimeter player blow by Ricky Rubio or somebody else, and then that puts uh, Rudy Gobert in a tough spot? It happened a lot. Yeah, and this guy is going to stay between his man and the basket. in all our arguments around the trade deadline, my point always was not worth giving up the future for. You know, if it's too expensive, it's too expensive. And this compensation what the Jazz gave... Not too expensive. And I, I, I want to get away from who won the trade and who lost the right. trade because both teams, I think, are trying to accomplish different goals. And I think both did. It, right. Uh, Memphis is trying to get out from under Conley's contract and pick up a few assets uh, uh, along the way. But what the, what the Jazz actually traded for Conley tells me that the trade market out there for him was not all that strong. That I don't think that, for example, if Boston's convinced they're losing Kyrie Irving and wanted to trade for Mike Conley, he would be in Boston. 
I mean, Boston had more assets than what the Jazz gave up. So I, from that standpoint... But what were they willing to give up? Right. But from that standpoint, Corver wasn't going to make an impact whether he plays or not Well, he was talking year. about retiring either way. Right. Well, now Mark Stein is reporting he wants to play for another year, yeah. maybe two. But uh, uh, anyway, I mean, he's a good shooter, but at this point in his career, you know, he's not giving you any more than, you know, 12 to 15 roll minutes, right? Uh, Jay Crowder brought some value to the team, but I think what he does is replaceable. Maybe not easily replaceable, but I think what he does is replaceable. I think he, he was a good locker room guy. I think his attitude was a positive for the team. He was but, an enforcer. But he was no reason to get hung up on a deal like right. this. And then uh, throwing in uh, your boy, Grayson Allen, the Jazz had to include some value to make this go. And he was a first-round pick last year. I know the Jazz were high on him. Maybe he pans out, maybe he doesn't. But he's something that, that Memphis can add. And then the two first-round draft picks is where, really where the, the glut of the value is. But that's going to be the 23rd this year and probably a pick in the 20s next year. That's not that's not uh, franchise future crippling by any means. Right, and they can push it back if they want. But uh, it, it seems to me like the Jazz – Think about what the Jazz, what value the Jazz get out of a late draft pick, and they're not they're gonna they're gonna have a great record next year, barring some kind of weird thing. Right. So I think, especially given what they gave up, and the fact that they didn't have to include favors in the deal, I think is an underemphasized part of the story, because since they don't have to pick up his option until July sixth, they can actually put their toe in the water for free agency to see if there's somebody out there that's willing to to come in and play. And if it uh, if it doesn't happen, they just pick up Fave's option, and they have no problem moving forward with that. Austin and I did a little math today uh, before the show. And if they don't pick up Derek Favre's option, they've got around $89 bucks on the books, giving them around 20 to $21 million to go play with. Mm-hmm. That could be as much as 24 if they don't pick up Neto and Nyang. So that that could go up a little bit. If they do pick up favors, they've got four and change to work with. So they'll go try and find some role players with that. But, so but beca- that's not a bad position to be right. in. Right. Then it becomes a matter of what, how much do you value Derek Favors? And uh, if you don't have Derek Favors, you go get another wing. You go get another shooter, somebody who might be able to help the Jazz in that regard. But... Uh, I think a lot of people like Derek Favors, including guys within the uh, organization. And I'm not sure it was always that way, but he's come on uh, to be more valuable over the last couple of seasons. I've heard from a few people that they really loved his performance in the playoffs against Houston. Yeah, That that really left an impression on on folks in the front office and, uh, and the coaching staff. And let's go back to Mike Conley now. Now Mike Conley can set Derek Favors up in ways that he wasn't always set up before. I'm not saying that Ricky Rubio was any kind of slouch or anything like that, but this guy's better at setting up his teammates. And these guys, like Derek Favors, will benefit from it. Not only that, but you and I talked a lot last year about turnovers. And uh, I know that we talked with Dennis Lindsay about this, and there apparently there is some disagreement amongst basketball experts about how important that statistic is. But uh, Ricky Rubio almost he averaged nearly a, a one full turnover more than Mike Conley did last year, and that might not seem like a lot, but on an important possession, that's pretty important. And and, and you know as far as 
uh, I always said that Ricky Rubio played basketball like a soccer player, and sometimes possession is lost and is not necessarily valued every time down the field. But uh, but I thought he at times he was too sloppy with the ball. This guy isn't. Well, he's a better player than Ricky Rubio. I don't think anybody would would. Uh, debate that too much. I know Ricky Rubio was also quite popular around here amongst the fans and the community, and I certainly get that. But Mike Conley is a is a much better player on both on both sides of the ball. And here's the key: if we want to include favors in the conversation, is they can get away more with playing Derek at the power forward because they'll have three other shooters on the floor. The problem with Derek at the at the four over the past couple of years is is that you've got Joe and you've got Donovan as shooters, but then you don't have any other shooters. So mm-hmm. the lane is clogged and the, the floor doesn't spread and the point guard can go under every single pick. And I think the point you were making earlier about shot creation is a big, big deal because now you've got uh, Donovan Mitchell who can do that. Mike Conley can do that all day long. So that's a, that was a real weak spot for the Jazz in previous years. And maybe most importantly, and here's my, my counter-argument, and I'm, I'm interested to hear the feedback you're, you're getting on your column, but the people who, who are barking about $32.5 million, listen, Mike Conley's contract actually fits in perfectly with where the Jazz are at as far as progression as a franchise goes. They have two years to take advantage of Donovan Mitchell being on his rookie deal and Rudy Gobert not being on a super max extension. They have two years to take advantage of that. And Mike Conley's getting paid for the next two years. So when his money comes off the books, that's when you make the decision about how much you're going to pay Rudy and Donovan, and then you see where you're at going forward. But as of right now, that salary, while it is high, does not have a detrimental effect on the Jazz salary situation. Their books are still quite clean. They can afford to absorb that salary. So if you're, if you're freaking out about the $30 million bucks, don't. One, because he might be worth close to that. I don't know if anybody's worth that, but he might be worth close to that. And two, it doesn't it doesn't damage their flexibility really. I mean, they still have the option to to fill out the roster, and they're not in luxury tax. They're certainly not in the repeater tax. They're in in really good shape financially, and his contract actually fits really really well into where the Jazz are at. Just for example, Gordon, not to get too windy on this, sorry, but say they maxed out Tobias Harris for four years. Well, you've got some really difficult financial issues in two years if that were the case mm-hmm. i mean you'd have to you'd have to basically strip down the rest of the roster more likely or move one of your top three guys or really be deep in, into the repeater tax eventually so i mean it, it, it would make for a difficult circumstance so, so two years is actually perfect essentially what it suggests is that the fit not was not only good on the court but it was all the way around it works for the jazz yep it works and and they they get that third piece. They get and they get another score. I mean, that's that's exactly what they needed. So Donovan, if he doesn't score thirty five a night in the playoffs, they can still have a chance to win a series. The other concern with Mike Conley that people have brought up is the injury situation. And I went back and looked at uh, his career records. He's only played in all eighty two games once in his twelve year career. But Jake, you look at the other years. He plays in most of the games. He's only had one year when he didn't, 
and that was two years ago when he only played in 12 games. But you look at the other years. Last year, 70 games he played in. Uh, the year before the 12-game season, 69. The year before, 56. The year before, 70. The year before, 73. The year before, 80. The year before, 62. The year before, 81. And then 80, and then 82. And his rookie season, 53. So it's not... I mean, yeah, he does get injured sometimes, as do a lot of players. Uh, but in most cases... They don't lose him for the you know for the majority of the season, so that's that's uh, I think that's when when you say somebody you got to watch out for injuries and whatnot. Uh, I don't think that necessarily you can't throw a blanket over it is what I'm saying. You know I mean he he usually plays a whole lot more than he doesn't. Well, I would say brace yourself for a lot of NBA players to play, you know, 60 to 65 games a year. I think that's going to become more and more of a trend as things go along. I mean, we saw what happened with Kawhi Leonard. So load management is certainly going to become yeah. uh, much more of a thing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And you can't, like we talked about yesterday, or I guess it was two days ago, um, you, you can't be too paranoid about that sort of thing. You've got to realize, accept it as a reality, you know, that something could happen, but you can't let that paralyze you from making a move that could really benefit your team. You know, Jake, it's you have to be careful not to overreact to these situations. But in my opinion, jazz fans should be really excited to be a jazz fan today. The jazz just moved closer to a real opportunity to win a title. Yep. And I'm not predicting that they're going to win a title, but they're certainly they certainly now have the talent, especially if Donovan Mitchell continues to his if you look at his stats the way he contributed to the Jazz last year over the second half of the season, if he continues on that arc, he's gonna get better. And as now they've got Mike Conley, you put this thing together, this is a real this is a team that's a real threat in the West, especially now with an open window there that people didn't expect to have be that way. And from what I've been able I've always felt this, you know that. I always thought it was a good move to get him. Uh, but it's it's this move is being almost universally praised by basketball experts. There are some people who said Mike Conley's past his prime? I disagree. I just—he's not past his prime. He's on the back part of it, but he's yeah. not past it. Yeah, but he's still playing well. And you wait and see—he's—if he stays healthy, he's going to have a terrific year next year. And I know there's usually an acclimation period and whatnot, but this guy is a respected veteran who is going to be able to figure out and recognize and work with Quinn Snyder to to have this Jazz offense be what it wasn't a year ago. And they're going to be the best defensive team in the in the league next year. All right, we'll have more of the big show straight ahead. Breaking down the Conley trade, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.